Irish NFL show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, on with today's episode. Welcome back into the Irish NFL show as we continue our look at the week one schedule. Our way too early picks, our way too early analysis and storylines leading into week one. And Connor, I'll come to you with the next game. AFC South, um, nice fun. They obviously, they have these AFC South games kick off the season. Jags, divisional division favourites, division champions, minus three and a half point favourites going into the Colts with a new head coach and a new quarterback. A lot of storylines for the, to uh, play out with this. Yeah, lowly, even off the top of my head. Where, where's Jonathan Taylor at for, for the Colts? Are we going to see him back at something close to his best? That could upset the apple cart for the Jags if, if, if he's going well. Um, what's Richardson going to show us? You know, very exciting player. We've talked about him before in terms of what we saw uh, from his tape and, and, and what we saw before he was drafted. Um, is Jonathan Gannon the new Nathaniel Hackett or is he going to be the new Nick Sirianni? You know, the guy that starts with a bad press conference but turns it round or the guy that immediately appears to be to be out of his depth. Um, as you say, the Jags are not the plucky underdogs anymore. They're not the hapless Jaguars and there's a level of expectation here. Um, we were talking about the fact that they're going to play two games in London this season. They're going to spend a lot of time out of their building. So this is one of those start as you mean to go on type games. Um, you need to be comfortable being on the road and being out of your comfort zone and and, and this is one they need. Colin, you, you put out there during our AFC South kind of review how what an intriguing team the Colts could be this season. Especially with Anthony Richardson there. We spoke last year around how we felt Kenny Piggins should have been thrown in from week one. Anthony Richardson certainly will be thrown in from week one. Is it a sink or swim scenario or can you see like we've seen in the past, they just they get out there, they just don't know any better and they go out and have a good, fantastic performance against the Jags team that, who knows, because these teams tend to beat up on each other and nine times out of ten, we see the, the road team win in both games throughout the course of the season. Is there a scenario there where Colts book the trend and beat the Jags? Um, to, to me, I, I suppose, yeah, I do think that they are like one of the the most intriguing teams and I think Shane Steichen he's a guy I call, I call him a genius I'll stand by that I hope uh, I don't end up with egg on my face uh, but I think he is the perfect guy to develop Anthony Richardson I also think Anthony Richardson uh, ha, you know, has a pretty high uh, floor he has an enormously high ceiling but the athletic ability means that you can uh, put him out there he's not just going to remain in, in the pocket uh, so um, to, to me, as, as you're saying, the interesting piece about this is like the it's the road team, you know, um, are like, sorry, it's the, the home um, team that, that tends to um, be, be victorious whenever um, the Colts travel to, to Jacksonville. They, they cannot get a, a victory um, and, and vice versa. And we have seen, obviously, um, Jim Irsay, you know, I don't know if he'll ever get over that week 17 uh, game. And uh, it keeps getting referenced over and over and over again. Uh, to me, I- I'm going to uh, say that uh, Steichen begins his uh, his tenure um, with uh, a win against uh, the the Jags. So 
uh, I, there'll be better days for the the Jags to to come, and there'll be struggles for the Colts in our first season with a, a new QB. But I do think they get off to a fast start at Lucas Oil. I hope there'll be better days ahead for me, since I just managed to mix up my my, my Eagles. I was wondering. I was for me gently. We'll swap that Jonathan Gannon comments over to when we talk about the Cardinals. But yeah, I'm excited to see Steichen as well. And look, Allison makes us have a great game. Uh, Connor, where are you where are you leaning on this one? Do you, do you think Jags is divisional favorite will find a way to navigate their way through this one and win? I think so. Yeah, I'm going. I'm yeah. going Jags on this one. Yeah, I agree. Jags uh, lost late in late in the game last season um, when uh, the calls went to, down the field on them with Matt Ryan late in the game. I don't see it this season. Different quarterback, different scenario. I think Jack's finding a way to win. The next one is a really enticing game. 49ers, right now, it's time recording. We certainly don't know who's going to be the opening day starting quarterback. Um, if you read the, the reports, it looks like Brock Purdy's on schedule to be week one starter. But the more interesting story over the last few weeks, and me and Colin discussed it at the weekend, is that they're saying Sam Darnold is the next in line. If, if it isn't Brock Purdy, and it will not be Trey Lance. Um, imagine Colin's face exploding. Could you wait the nature how excited he was when he was drafted? But, uh, Niners going to the Cedars and you know we've had some great stories over the course of the summer with the Cedars and obviously the engagement with Ireland. So there's gonna be a lot of people really engrossed by this game come September. Niners two and a half point favourites. Gone I'll kick off with you. Some people feel this is a great game for the Cedars to start the season. People would expect the forty ers to win, but Mike Tomlin always has a team ready. We take our lap two years ago they went in to beat the Bills. They won on week one last year when people didn't expect them in Cincinnati. You see a scenario where they cause a shock and beat the 49ers and the 49ers lost unexpectedly in their season opener last year obviously a, a torrential rainstorm in, in, in Chicago which I which I remember well and turned out to not be a portent for, for either of those teams and, and how they finished up last season Niners obviously going all the way to the championship game and the Bears going all the way to the, the number one seed and as you say there's a lot of confidence in, in Pittsburgh they, they like what they've got around Kenny Pickett and rightly so in my view they like their draft picks they're never an easy out and they won't want the Niners coming onto their field as favourites, and that'll rankle with Mike Tomlin, and that'll rankle with the Steelers, and they'll want to prove a point. Um, I'm, as you know, I'm high in the 49ers, but they've the best roster XQB in the league. I mean, that's a little bit like saying you got the best toasted sandwich without cheese. If if you're looking at Sam Darnold potentially being a starter, um, I'd I'd fancy the Steelers' chances of 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 winning against the spread there. I have to say, Colin, um. It's such an interesting storyline, and I think it's going to play out throughout the course of training camp. And it was even suggested that Trey Lance will be given all three games to play come uh, preseason games, if just to put himself in the window, potentially to be shipped out before the season starts. Probably a bit disingenuous to the guy. Brandon without it, Leonard Fetty's played, but um, no matter who's the quarterback, do you see Stead Fortuner's having enough? Bear in mind the offensive weapons they have around them, which Connor's just touched on there, and even the defense itself. Which is really right, which really strong with Javon Hargrave making his season debut for the Fortinets and come over from the Eagles. Yeah, and, and Steve Wilkes obviously now in as defensive coordinator. Um, I did a podcast uh, very recently at Evan Swords, uh, 49ers hub, and he is bullish to say the least on the 49ers and their capabilities. And he thinks that Brock Purdy is going to come back, he's going to slot in, um, and he fully expects them to win the Super Bowl. Equally, I got to speak to Jared Bailey, Steelers fan, and he's very high on Kenny Pickett and what the Steelers can do, and they've got magical Mike Tomlin. The 49ers last won in Pittsburgh in 1996. 
Steve Young was tossing touchdown passes to Jerry Rice. We are talking, you know, um, football from a bygone era. And as good as the 49ers are, and, you know, um, the I, I think Mina Kimes ranked them as the fifth best roster, even with the QB uh, questions that, that are there. I just think um, the Steelers are going to come out. They're going to have a, a real point to, to prove. And the, the 49ers lead the overall series between these two story franchises 12-10. I think that is 12-11 at the end of this game. I think it's uh, the, the odds and the, the bet line are reflective of how difficult this game is to call because the 49ers are only two and a half point favorite, which essentially is a field goal game. Kind of strikes me as Hockey's are a little bit nervous about this one. Um, I, I'll actually need Steelers as well. I'll probably change my mind. Obviously, come week one, but right now I see a scenario where the Steelers are ready to go week one, and in particular the fact that they're playing at home, which has been quite some time. I also interviewed um, Chris Garner from the Lockdown Steelers podcast a week, in which uh, the announcement was made in Dublin, and he suggested the Steelers are so strong the shooter could potentially win 13 games, and no one is talking about them. And uh, I wonder, is that, as we call it, a homework conversation? But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'll go Steelers. Um, moving on to the next one. And this one for me is probably one of the games that's floated under the radar, and that is the Tennessee Titans going on the road into New Orleans, play the Saints, the Derek Carr, Derek Carr Saints for the first time. And it'll be interesting to see how they get off with a fast start, potentially three and a half point favourites. Connor, come to you first. Saints at home. We spoke about Mike Fraven and how good a coach he is. Would you see a scenario where the, where the Titans upset the odds and go in there and Derek Henry runs us down their throat. Well, I mentioned that obviously the Chiefs are, are, are the runaway leaders in terms of the last five seasons. Interestingly enough, and probably I would imagine a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have known this, the team with the second best record of reg- regular season record over the last five years, believe it or not, is the Saints. Like They've been sneaky competitive even when they, 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 they haven't been shooting the lights out. Um, obviously, that they're not in, in, in this kind of shape they were in Peyton's pomp. Um, you know, we talked about the, uh, the the Raiders trading Derek Carr for handsome Derek Carr. The Saints have kind of let Andy Dalton go for emo Andy Dalton. It, it doesn't look like a massive upgrade. Um, still a lot of question marks over their skills, position players and, and, and availability thereof. Um, Alvin Kamara, of course, potentially facing a suspension. So it's going to be a bumpy start to the season for them. The Titans... You know, is Ryan Tannehill really back? Um, as you say, I have a lot of confidence in Mike Rabel and in his, in his coaching ability. You know, the outstanding Belichick disciple, as as he's proven himself to be, even getting one over on the master on on more than one occasion. And um, there's two teams here that have competitively mediocre divisions to negotiate. And um, for me, one of the interesting stories this year is going to be the Titans and whether they can compete or whether uh, we may, in, in fact, see uh, Will Levis getting a go at some point for them if if, if the season does go in, in in a certain direction. And this game will be an early uh, indication of, of of where both are headed. Obviously, um, I I think the Saints pull this one out at home. I have to say, I, I I'm not high in the Titans this year. Colin, um, do you agree with that? I know you we've seen so many times in the past where the Titans are written off to go on the road and find a way to navigate victories and. Whereas I do lean Saints, I don't. It doesn't fill me with any confidence because, you know, be Derek Carr will go in. There'll be so much expectation week one, and you'll either have one of these games where he goes off and when he tries two hundred yards, four touchdowns, or he completely implodes and has a game like what he did in he had in New Orleans last year, where the Raiders didn't put up any points in that game, and he was quarterback for the team. 
So it'd be interesting to see if he gets off to a fast start. Your your thoughts on this one? I am disappointed you didn't come to me first because uh, I was admiring your uh, Boston accent there where he became uh, Derek Carr. And uh, I, I did enjoy the fact that, that we went with Evo uh, and Dalton, which I think is, is a fantastic monk year and should remain in it for the entirety of the, the season. I, I think this is a really uh, tough game because these are two aging teams. I mean, these are our teams where you look at kind of the, the standout players and, you know, it, it Cam Jordan, um, Derek Henry, it's the, they're, get, they're getting older. And I, I do think Derek Carr is an upgrade on, on what they had last year. Um, but w- will we see Michael Thomas? I mean, you know, it, it's been so long uh, since he, he was a force. Olave was very impressive when he was on the field last year. Um this to me is something of a, a coin toss game, um, but because we're making a call right now, and because I think it's early in the season, and the Titans will have Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to say they edge. Two for the Saints, one for the Titans. A funny feeling in the next one, we're all going to be on the same same wavelengths, and this kind of reminds me, I suppose, is the Bucks Vikings game where so many people would expect. The Vikings will win, I believe, despite the difficult season, which the commanders have and the off-field stuff and the ownership change all, which should be in place by the time the season starts. Pressure on Ron Rivera. They're going up against the card side, which we spoke about on the NFC West divisional preview, uh, off-season review, sorry, where we just have little expectations for the Cardinals. I don't think we're on our own. I think a lot of people feel that this is a season that's going to be essentially lost on them. Colin, I will start with you on this one. Do you see any scenario where the Cardinals go in and cause a shock against the commanders who, on their day, are, let's just, that's fair to say they can be unreliable, but they tend to start the season fast. They beat the Jags in week one last year at home. You would expect them to have enough to win this game. You you would, but, you know, can you trust the, the commanders, I suppose, is the, the question, and they, they should. I mean, ultimately, I mean, this is a, um, a long-standing um, I suppose rivalry as such. Uh, the, I was looking it up. The Commanders lead the series seventy six forty seven. So these teams have played against each other uh, a significant uh, number of times. The last time the Cardinals won in DC, nineteen ninety eight, when Jake the Snake uh, was the quarterback there, um, uh, a QB who I have very fond memories of, given he came to to the Broncos and uh, was very fun to, to watch I don't think it's going to be a fun season for the Cardinals unfortunately um, it, it 20, 2024 might well be and uh, I know uh, Brian that you uh, talked uh, to Josh Weifus and he feels that you know um, that maybe they're being a little a bit hard on their uh, the current QB1 who is out injured so we won't see him in, in this game Um but whatever your feelings, he won't be there and it's difficult to see them getting a win on the road. Connor, Colin has brought out the History Book magazine for this episode. It's great. You're getting all the stats of the last time he's games won. He already has been on YouTube throughout the course of the day in, in the lead up to this episode. Commanders minus six point, six point favourites. Commanders at home. Is that a fair number? Do you think is already already have been a touchdown favourite? I think so, yeah. The, the Cardinals, right, are the team that Jonathan Gannon's coaching, right? I've been having trouble down my my former Eagles coordinators as we've been doing these previews. 
it's, it's kind of a hard game to get excited about from that perspective because look you have two teams who are probably dreaming of much better things and looking beyond 2023 um you know as colin was saying can you trust the commanders the answer is kind of you know they, they definitely pulled out a couple of unexpected wins last year they do play tough um they, they're, they're clearly the team with a better roster right now. They're playing at home. Um, given where the Cardinals are right now, rookie head coach, touchdown looks about looks about fair from a Vegas point of view. And I don't see that changing much between now and the, and the season opener for me. You know, I, I think I'm pick, I, I'm pretty solidly picking the commanders here and I'd be happy to follow that until until the opening day. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think it's commanders all day for me as well. Closing out this segment of the, uh, of the week one, preview show it's Texans against the Ravens the Ravens are the highest point uh, favourites uh, the, the bet line going into the week one they are minus nine and a half points so they're expected a ten point plus victory in Vegas um, Colin I know we had a bit of a back and forth on the uh, divisional uh, off season review in terms of your thoughts on how the Texans played out the draft but the reality is we are going to see a lot of young players in week one and they will be thrown in the deep end and I don't think looking at the schedules there's any more of a difficult game for the team. We're talking about very strict teams starting, like, for example, the Bengals won't want to play the Browns. But for the Texans to start in Baltimore, coming off the offseason, Lamar Jackson, the months, the saga, the contract now resolved, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, so many players at his disposal. Can you see any way in which the Texans find a way to keep it even close? Well, it will be tough. They, they've never won in Baltimore and they've only ever beaten the, the Ravens twice in 12 uh, attempts and yeah you, you listed out you know a, a lot of things there and there should be the feel good factor for the the ravens and and i did i questioned the the strategy in the draft but i was also very high on Demico ryan's and i think this will be closer than people uh, expect because i think he will absolutely love kind of going into this game with his back against the, the wall, no one expecting him to do anything whatsoever. They've got a host of rookies. They've got a host of guys who are coming in. What did I, I think I, four, did I say 14 um, free agents, vets signed? Um, so th- this will be, I you know, I don't think the Ravens will know, you know, how do you, how do you game plan? New, new head coach, brand new scheme, new quarterback. You know, it's very difficult to, to scheme against this. The Ravens could get up ahead of steam, obviously, if they score early and put a beat down. I just don't think they will. I think that um, D'Amico will have them up. I have the Ravens to, to win it, but I think this could be... There's always a surprise week one. Um, I'm going to say the Ravens, but I think it'll be very close. Connor, should I be stashing the children's announced money over the next two months and putting it all on the Ravens? Minus nine and a half points. Do you see a beat down? Or do you see a way Colin sees it where... We might see a slight surprise, but the right. I, I don't see it be seeing it being a beat down. To be honest with you, I mean everything that we we don't know about the, the about the Texans says volatility. You know, the, the, there's so many unknown elements there. But as Colin has rightly said, that also makes them very difficult to plan for from from a Ravens perspective. You know, I was trying looking through all these games, trying to figure who is going to be the team. You know, squinting when trying to project to the end of the season that that surprises us this year, that does something that we don't expect them to do. I was trying to think. Who would be, if, if you like, the Giants of 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 twenty twenty three, and 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 the, the the Texans? There's an argument for them, right? They come in with a very highly rated uh, rookie head coach, a guy that a lot of people expect big things from. Um, you, you know, the rookie is exciting in Stroud. You know that that they, they, 
a lot of unknowns on the on the roster. But this is what coaching is all about, right? Getting the most of what about out of what's available to you. Um, and he goes in with absolutely nothing to lose in, in this game. Like, in a funny way, it's the dream start for for rookie head coach and for a rookie quarterback because everyone is expecting you not only to lose, but to lose badly. Like, you come out of this game losing by, you know, only a touchdown and, and it's a moral victory. Not that D'Amico Ryans will want moral victories. That's, that's not how he's made and that's not why he why he got the job in the, in the first place and why he's so highly touted and so well-respected within the league. Um, it, it's a tall order for them, of course it is. But you know, a lot of pressure on the Ravens, all the pressure on the Ravens for this one. Maybe the Texans will be the team that I select to win nine games this season and blow Cotton's mind come come August. But for this game, I I go against you. I think the Ravens will be itching to get the season started, put all the storylines away and go out and make a proof of point that they are one of the teams as deemed to be front runners in the AFC to be back in the AFC championship game come January, that closes out the second segment of the Irish NFL show in terms of looking at the week one schedule.